You ready? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. Glory to God. God is good. Amen. Amen. Um, the song says, uh, what's that old song? Um, he's an all time God. Yes, he is. Mm -hmm. Right? You remember that? We used to yes. sing that song all the time I in the it. Lord's church. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sister Birdley. <laughs> yeah. I remember Sister Birdley. Amen. She used to sing that song, boy. He's an on-time God. Yes, he is. Mm -hmm. but, um, but we praise we praise God for that this morning. He is an on-time God, even though, you know, like, it, like the song says, he may not come when you want him. We can relate to that. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I like I like I like when people are real <clears throat> about God <clears throat> and their thoughts about God, because when they act like everything's all hunky dory and you know how you doing? I'm blessed, highly favored. Yeah, okay, that's fine. But you know, do you ever have one of those? He may not come when you want him times in your life. Amen. Amen. Um, and when those times are coming, you know. Technically, yes, we're blessed and highly favored. You know, that's always the case. But, you know, when I ask you how you're doing, how you're feeling, amen, sometimes you can say, look, <laughs> I'm in that he ain't coming when I want him part of my life, amen. There's nothing wrong with that. God knows, amen. But we can't be real. We have to be fake and phony. Amen? <laughs> we like real people, right? Real people, real God, real yes, problems. yes. Amen. Be real. Amen. Um, uh, before God and before man. So we're going to be real this morning. Amen. We know no other way to be. Praise Amen. the Lord. Amen. Amen. So um, we praise God this Sunday morning. Is this the first Sunday in September? Yeah. First yeah. Sunday in September. Man, the, the, the year is moving fast. But I'll tell you this. I'll say it because I know you're thinking it. 2020 can't move fast enough for me to get on the body here. I tell you that right now. <laughs> it can't move fast enough. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not bemoaning how fast 2020 is going. You know, sometimes we do that. Man, this year is going fast. No, this year is not going fast enough. Amen. It's time to usher this bad boy on the body here so that we can get to 2021. Um, I know we got to live each day. But I think you know what I'm saying, amen. 2020 has been a year and a half, yeah. amen. It was the first Sunday in September of 2020, and um, God is an on-time God. And so today, we're going to um, be in the book of Hebrews chapter 3. So if you can turn there with me, Hebrews chapter 3, as we bless the Lord this morning. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. That's what David said. Bless the Lord, all my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Amen. Amen. Uh, so we bless the Lord this morning as we turn to Hebrews chapter 3. We're going to read a little bit this morning um, from verse 1 down to verse 13 in Hebrews 3. So let's begin um, reading from the King James Version. It says, Wherefore, holy brethren partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus, who was faithful to him that appointed him, as also Moses was faithful in all his house. For this man was counted worthy of more glory than Moses, inasmuch as he who hath builded the house has more honor than the house. 
For every house is builded by some man, but he that built all things is God. And Moses verily was faithful in all his house as a servant for a testimony of those things which were to be spoken after. But Christ as a son over his own house, whose house we are, if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost says, today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the provocation, in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works forty years. Wherefore, I was grieved with that generation and said, they do always err in their heart, and they have not known my ways. So I swear in my wrath, they shall not enter into my rest. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily, while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. And we'll stop there. Amen. Amen. Let's pray today. Father, we bless your name again. Yes, bless Father, the Lord, oh my soul. You. We give you all the glory and honor as we exalt you and magnify you in the earth. And Lord, we come today, oh God, with a hungry heart, desiring to be fed the word of God. And so, Father, we pray that you will break forth the bread of life, that it will nourish us in our spirit, build us up yes, in our faith, Father. and draw us closer to you in the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, may the Holy Spirit lead us into the Word of God. May we receive revelation. May we receive understanding. May we, we receive all that you have for us on today. May the blessing of the Lord make us rich today, O oh God, in wisdom, knowledge, and in understanding. Father, as you build us up in our faith, we lift up our hands and we give you yes, glory. Father. Father God, now I just pray that you will word my mouth, that Father, everything that is that comes forth will be an approved word, an appointed word from you that will edify and build us up and strengthen us. Father, we believe it's done, and so we thank you for it. And we give you all praise in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So we just read Hebrews chapter 3, verses 1 through 13. And um, we're going to speak today on the subject of a place called rest. A place called rest rest. Um, there were so many things as um, as the Lord was sharing this with me that just went through my mind. Um, a place called rest. You know, like right now, there is so much going on. We've been talking about it for weeks and months now. There's so much going on um, in the earth, in, in this country, in the world, um, that is causing really, quite frankly, a lot of unrest. Mm -hmm. We even hear that term, that there's unrest in the streets. Unrest. Um, you know, we we know that there's all these things going on uh, with the pandemic and with um, the protests and things of that sort. But at least the language that if, if you know, we, we need to be careful about it, you know. Because um, people speak in terms of being concerned. Um, there's a lot of fear and fear-mongering going on out there. Um, 
A lot of people trying to stoke up those fears. But, you know, you think about that term unrest. There's unrest in the street. And that term unrest means a state of uh, dissatisfaction, a state of disturbance, a state of agitation when your heart is just, you know, agitated. You're at unrest. Um, and, you know, we hear that so much. There's unrest in the streets. There's unrest uh, here and there. But I want you to know, amen, that there is a place called rest uh, for the people of God. Amen. amen. And so that's why we, we, we're in this world, but we're not of this world. And so certainly we can understand and appreciate the things that are going on. We're not talking about burying our heads in the sand as ostriches do. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. That's one of those that's, that's one of those mysteries, amen, when I get to heaven, I'm going to have to ask Jesus about, why in the world does an ostrich bury his head in the sand? We have so many peculiar things in this life. Um, and I'm sorry that my mind, you know, I, I, I got arrested by that right there. Amen. But we're not going to, we're not going to be like an ostrich. Whatever reason they do it, we're not going to do that. We're not going to bury our heads in the sand and act as if we don't see and understand what's going on around us. But we can see it. We can understand it. We can appreciate it. We can acknowledge it. But that doesn't mean we need to get caught up in it. Glory right. to God for that. Mm -hmm. We don't need to be caught up in it. Because um, we're in the world, but we're not of the world. Um, and so we don't necessarily, we don't share everything that people of the world have. You know, and we have a different testimony. We have, a diff we have different promises. Um, we have a different destiny. Glory to God. Because mm -hmm. uh, we serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, so yeah, there's unrest around us, but that doesn't mean it needs to get into our spirit. Because if it does, then we may find ourselves agitated and dissatisfied and discontent and all those things. And as the writer of Hebrews says um, uh, in Hebrews 4 and 9, and we'll probably get there later, he says, there remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. And so we need to understand that. There is a rest. There's a place called rest mm -hmm. for the people of God even in the midst of this unrest. Um, and where do we find that rest? Well, um, you know, the, the writer of Hebrews starts talking about, in Hebrews 3, as we read from verse 1 to 13, he was talking about Moses and Jesus. And he says that, that Jesus was faithful to him that appointed him. It says that in verse 2. And it says, just as Moses was faithful, Mm -hmm. But it says Moses was faithful in all his house. In other words, there was no one more faithful in his house, amen, in, in, at that time in the household of faith, let's say, than Moses. Right. Right. Um, God said, listen, I speak to my other prophets, you know, and others in dreams and visions. He said, but not so with Moses. Right. He said, I speak with Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. Um, so Moses was faithful, and God even said there was not a meeker man than Moses on the face of the earth at that time. And so Moses was faithful more than anyone else. That's why God chose Moses to, to lead his people out of bondage. Um, but Jesus was faithful too, it says in verse 2, that he was faithful to him that appointed him. 
But he says in verse 3, unless we get it twisted, he said, listen, but understand that this man, Jesus, is counted more worthy or worthy of more glory than Moses. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Either let's not let's not get it twisted. They're not the same. They both were faithful, but Jesus is counted worthy of more glory than Moses. Why? It says, because he who has built the house has more honor than the house. Mm -hmm. So if Moses was, was the most faithful in his house, that's fine. But Jesus built the house that Moses was the most faithful in. So Jesus gets more glory than Moses. Right? Mm -hmm. um, but he says that both was, were, were faithful. But in verse 5 makes a point. Moses was faithful in the house as a servant. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Jesus was faithful as a son over yes. the whole house. Yes. So he says we're not talking the same thing. But we need to understand, though, there, that that the reason why both are being talked about here is because, you know, the scripture that we were reading uh, from verse 7 to verse uh, 11 uh, is actually a, um, it's quoting the Old Testament, it's quoting Psalm 95 mm -hmm. that was written by David. Um, and, and David was talking about today when you hear his voice, harden not your heart. Mm -hmm. So all of this from, from 7 through 11 here comes from Psalm 95. And, you know, there David was talking about how God revealed himself to the children of Israel through Moses, mm -hmm. right? And the children of Israel had a hard time believing. But as the writer of Hebrews says in verse 1, in chapter 1, verse Number one, it says, God, who at sundry times and in divers manners spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his son. Mm -hmm. So God revealed himself through Moses, who was one of the prophets and who was the more, most faithful in the house. And he revealed himself and God revealed himself through Moses. He revealed himself through other prophets before. Mm-hmm. And even though Moses was the most faithful, people had a hard time believing. Right. But it says now God is not using prophets and everything. He now has revealed himself through his son, through the Lord Jesus Christ. So the, but here's the thing. There's still a question of belief. The revelation is there, but are we going to believe? Because when God revealed himself through Moses, they did not believe. Right. In fact, if we can turn for a second to Exodus chapter 17. I'll go there for one second. In Exodus chapter 17. The children of Israel at this point were, had been freed from Egyptian bondage for about a month. And they already were complaining. <laughs> right? Because there was no water. And they started to chide with Moses, it says in 17 and verse 2, saying, give us water. And why did you bring us out here? You brought us out here so that, so that we can die. And it even says, so you can kill us and our children and our cattle with thirst. Um, so not even die, that you would kill us. And so Moses, it said in verse 4, cried unto the Lord, saying, what shall I do? And Moses told him, go take the elders with you, stand before the children of Israel, take the rod that you have and and he says in verse 6 behold i will stand before thee there upon the rock 
and thou shalt smite the rock, or strike it, and there shall water come out of it, that the people may drink. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. And he called the place Massa, which means tempted, and Meribah, which means contention. Because the children of Israel chided, right? The chiding of the children of Israel. And because they tempted the Lord. And how did they tempt the Lord? Saying, is the Lord among us or not? Mm. And so when we get, we turn back to Hebrews now, and we see that the writer says that Moses was faithful, Jesus was faithful. And we understand Moses was being used by God to reveal God to his people. Mm -hmm. And that was back then. Today, Jesus is the means by which God reveals himself to his people. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Amen. Jesus Mm -hmm. is the express image of the Father. But the question still is, are you going to believe? And in Moses' day, the children of Israel didn't believe. They said, is the Lord with us or not? Right. And that is what... God is referring to here through David where he says, when you hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the provocation in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me and saw my works. See, they they saw what God has done. They saw that God had delivered them, but they they still were like, is God with us or not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> And see, that's the thing about, you know, again, we were talking earlier about being real. Have you ever thrown up your hands and said, is God with us or not? And see, if you want to say, I've never said that, I've never said, you're just trying to be a good little Christian. But if you're being honest, you know, there are times when you're looking for God and you don't see him. You're, you're, You're inclining your ear to God's voice and you don't hear him. Yep. You're, you know, you're opening up yourself to God and he ain't touching you. You know what I mean? And you go, is God with me or not? Yep. And the preacher comes and the brother in Christ comes and the sister in Christ comes and they encourage you and say, God is with you. God said he never leave you or forsake you. God said he'd be with you until the end of the world. And you respond, amen, like these Hebrews. No, I don't, I don't want to hear all that right about now. Right? Because there are times... When we talk about he may not come when you want him. Mm -hmm. And when he doesn't, then you feel a certain way. And you may get to that point where you wonder, and maybe you don't say it in polite company, but you say it. Is the Lord with me or not? Amen. And that's what, but understand, that is what God is referring to when he said, they hardened their heart against me in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. That's why... Uh, Moses called that place Masa, right, which means tempted or testing. And he called it Meribah, which means contention, because they tested God and they were contending with Moses. Is the Lord with us or not? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we need to understand, while it may be natural to say at times when we're going through, is the Lord with me or not? That doesn't mean it's okay. (laughs) God understands my heart. I've said it before, I'll say it again. The question is never about God's understanding. (laughs) God understands everything. The question is whether he understands is right or not for you and me. God understands my heart. Yeah, he understands I'm wrong. (laughs) Amen. He understood them too. But that's how they felt. 
right? And they were at this point of, is the Lord with us or not? What was that? That was a question. It was a challenge. It was, um, it was fear. Mm -hmm. It was doubt. The writer of Hebrews calls it unbelief, mm -hmm. right? Because as we get through um, verses 7 through 11, as the writer of Hebrews is quoting Psalm 95, today when you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. And God was grieved with them. Mm -hmm. And he says, they always earn their heart. They have not known my ways. Mm -hmm. That's so important. Yeah. In the Psalms, right, it, they, they, Moses is distinguished from the children of Israel by this. It says, it says, it says the children of Israel knew God's acts, but Moses knew his ways. Mm -hmm. And see, that's the difference. See, when, 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 if you know God only because of what he does, then you know his acts. But if you know God because of the character of his heart, then you know his ways. Mm. And see, I'd rather know God's ways than know his acts. Because if I know his ways, I'll still stay faithful, even if he's not acting the way I think he should. It's just like in your life. If you know somebody loves you, and you know that they're a caring person, they're a considerate person, they're a loving person, they're a kind person, then even when they act in a certain way, you still say, nah, that's okay, because I know them. Yes. Right? I know them. I tell you, people who supposed to know me, I, I, I get a little frustrated sometimes when they act like they don't know me because I'm not doing something. Listen, nobody's perfect. No one's always on their A game. No one always does what they're, quote unquote, supposed to do. It's called being a human being. My gosh. It's a funny thing how other humans act like they're not human. <laughs> <laughs> like, like have, you not, have you ever had a bad day? Have you ever done something that was... was you knew better than doing it and so forth, then why do you act all, get your, get all so high up and mighty when someone else does that? Come on, you're human, they're human, everybody's not on their A game. But when they're not, if you know their ways, you're not disturbed so much by their acts. Because you say, I know them, I know their heart, I know she loves me, I know he loves me, I know they care. So even though right now it seems as if they don't care, I know better than that. Glory to God, mm -hmm. can we get there. Lord, help us. Amen. But if we know God according to his ways, like Moses did, then we're in a better place. And look what it says in the writer, the writer of Hebrews says that because they were going, is the Lord with us or not? <laughs> the Lord said they always err in their hearts or they always go astray because they have not known, look, my ways. See, there may not be water right now, but if you know I'm God, you know I'm not going to let you die of thirst yes. out here in this wilderness. Glory yes. to God. You, you know, you, you know I'm not going to do that. Why? Because that's not my way, says the Lord. Amen. Amen. So some of us right now, you may find yourself in a situation where God is not acting the way you want. He hasn't come. Right? <laughs> he hasn't come yet. He hasn't moved yet. Or he's moved in this way and not that way. But here's the thing. Understand, don't be so concerned about how God is acting. Be concerned about God's ways. Because if you can hold on to knowing God by his ways, that will sustain you until he acts. Amen. Mm -hmm. 
um, because you'll hang in there. You'll continue to walk by faith. You'll continue to believe. You'll continue to stand strong, and God will show himself faithful. So the body of Hebrews takes them through this, and, and he says, when they lifted up their hands and said, Lord, are you with us or not? That was unbelief. And that is what displeased God. And look mm -hmm. in verse 12. The writer of Hebrews says, Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief. Now, please understand that. Unbelief, there's nothing redeeming about unbelief. Let's not try to sugarcoat it. Let's not try to diminish it. The writer says it's an evil heart of wow. unbelief. Right? And this is why I think when people, you know, I, I've had this conversation with many and I've read a lot about it, and you have as well, I'm sure, when people talk about doubt and doubting and, and all this kind of stuff. And all I want to say is this. Let's just make the distinction about doubting outcomes and doubting God. We can doubt outcomes. We can say, I don't know what's going to happen here. We can say, I don't know what God is going to do. But I don't believe that, that we should now spill over into now doubting God. Hmm. And there's a difference. You know, you may doubt, you know, whether the situation is going to turn out. Think about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They didn't know what was going to happen when they went into that fiery furnace. Right. Right. They didn't know, but they didn't doubt God. So you can doubt the outcome, but that doesn't mean you have to doubt God. And so we got to be careful about doubt. And you can express doubt about the outcome. You can express doubt about things. But listen, the writer of Hebrews says in another place here in Hebrews 11 and 6, that without faith, it's impossible to please God. And then it says that he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. But we can cut that sentence short mm -hmm. by saying this. He that comes to God must believe, period. Right? Must believe, not should, not I strongly advise, not I suggest, not it's your option. It says if you're going to come to God, you must believe. Must. Why? Because God is faithful. Because God is true. Because God is not a man that he should lie. Because it's impossible for God to lie. So on what basis do you doubt him? Right. On what basis do you doubt him? See, that's, that's the problem. God is like, you have absolutely no basis to doubt me. Because I'm true. Yeah. And so we have to be careful with that. It's an evil heart of unbelief. It's an evil heart of unbelief. And so even though, but that's not to say that now we should be 100% sure of how things are going to turn out. That's being phony. Right. We can still go, God, what, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you ever ask God what he's doing? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Look, what you doing? <laughs> right? We can still have questions. Right. We could still not know that thing, but we don't question the ways of God, his heart, his character, his person, right? That is what they were doing. Lord, you with us or not? If somebody asks you, you with me or not, what are they saying? What are they saying? Right. They're questioning your commitment to them. They're, and the only reason why they think you should be saying that 
are you with us or not is because there's reason for them to think that you should be with them. You're supposed to be my friend. You with me or not? You're supposed to be my spouse. You with me or not? You suppose you see what I mean? There's a relationship that leads you to say, wait a minute. On the basis of this relationship, you should be here. So yeah. are you with me or not? So they were questioning whether God was true to the relationship. Hmm. And God said, I'm not having that. You're provoking me. You're tempting me. And because of that, he says, I swear you're not entering into my rest. Oh, <laughs> Now, if God got to go and talk about, I swear, <laughs> you better believe it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so we got to be careful. Yeah, we can have some questions about the outcome, but we shouldn't have any questions about God. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said something very interesting. Because they didn't know the outcome. You know, King Nebuchadnezzar had issued this decree. You got to bow down before my golden statue when you hear the music playing. And they said, King Nebuchadnezzar, we're not bowing down to that. I'm going to throw you in the furnace. You can throw us in the furnace. But our God is going to save us. Mm -hmm. And even if he doesn't, right, we're not bowing down. But they said something interesting. Before they went into all that, they said, Oh, King Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer you about this matter. And that word careful means that, you know what, they were saying, Sensei, we really don't have to answer you. <laughs> right. They weren't careful about it. They weren't concerned about it. They weren't anxious. In fact, that word careful in the Bible, in, in, in Philippians 4 and 6, where it says, be careful for nothing, but by prayer and supplication, it doesn't mean take care and, and precaution. That word careful means anxious. Yes. Be anxious for nothing. And so they were saying to him, we're not anxious about this. We don't even have to answer you. You want those in the furnace? Those in the furnace. We're not even careful to answer you. We're not anxious, right? Be careful for nothing. Jesus said, glory to God for this. Jesus said to Martha, who was so busy, he said, Martha, he said, you, she said, you're troubled and, and, and careful about all these things. Mm hmm but only one thing is needful. Remember, she would say, oh, Lord, tell Mary to get up and help me. She said, you're careful about many things. You're anxious. You're worried. And see, the thing is, is that when you are trusting God and believing God, you're not careful for anything. It doesn't mean you're lacking care. In, in that sense, like you're careless. It means you're not full of care. You're not full of anxiety. You're not full of, of, of worry. Yeah. You're, you're, you're not, you know what I mean? You're not all caught up like that. Mm -hmm. Why? You're not careful for anything. Why? Because I trust God. I don't know what he's doing. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't know what he's doing. That's his acts. But I know his ways. Yes. And he's faithful. So I'm going to stand right here until God shows himself and demonstrates his faithfulness through however he chooses yes. to act. Yes. See, and that's how we have to get to it. And so the writer of Hebrews says, be careful. Don't let an evil heart of unbelief enter in. And look what it says, what will happen. Departing from the living God. See, when, when that unbelief comes in, what makes it evil is that here's God, here's us. And that unbelief takes us away. We depart from God. And, 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 and what makes it so interesting is that as we depart from God, we then get like the people of Israel and say, Lord, are you with us or not? Wow. How can a departing person say that? <laughs> Amen. It's one thing you stay put. 
But they leave and say, are you with us or not? Mm. But unbelief takes us away. That's why we can't downplay it. Don't don't get cozy with unbelief. Don't get cozy with doubting God because it takes you away from God. Mm. We sing the song, you can't make me doubt him. You know that song, right? Yeah. Can you sing it for us? No. Okay. But, um, <laughs> right? But we sing that song. You can't make me doubt him in my heart. You can't make me doubt him. What do we say? I know too much about him. Mm-hmm. See, when you know about him, you can't, nothing can make you doubt him. Right. But see, but, but that's the point. See, Moses was used by God to reveal God to the people of Israel, but they didn't know about him. How do we know? Because they doubted him. And in these days, God has chosen someone superior to Moses, someone who's worth more, who who gets more glory than Moses to reveal himself to us. He chose his son, Jesus Christ. So here we have a greater revelation and God is expecting us to believe him and not to doubt him. And if we do doubt him, then that shows we don't know about him. We don't know his ways. So we have to be careful. Don't let an evil heart of unbelief come in. But exhort one another, it says. In other words, we should encourage one another. I should encourage you. You should encourage me. We should encourage our brothers and sisters. When? While it is called what? Today. Which is really the only day we have. Mm -hmm. Sunday through Saturday, it just measure you know it allows us yes. to keep track of time mm-hmm. but the truth of the matter is of all the days that we have every day that we have is called today today we don't have tomorrow we don't have yesterday we only have today and it says while it's called today let's encourage each other let's build each other up lest any of us be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin and if we go down to um to, uh, we can keep we can keep reading. Let's go to verse um, fifteen. It says, "While it is said today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation. For some, when they had heard, did provoke. Howbeit, not all that came out of Egypt. And who was he grieved with for forty years? But them that had sinned, whose carcasses fell in the wilderness. And he swear what? They're not entering into my rest. Mm-hmm. Right? And those were the, those who believed not." And it says, so we see they could not enter in, into what? Into the rest because of unbelief. Mm -hmm. And so right now, right, when we, I think, you know, people, especially, including people of God, are seeking rest right now, right? From all this turmoil, from all this worry and anxiety and all these things that are in the atmosphere, Right? All this stuff, the politics, the the things going on in the street, the health crisis, financial crisis, job market. There's all these things that are just stirring mm-hmm. up. And, 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 you know, I hear people saying things like this. I'm just tired. Yep. People are tired. People are tired physically they're tired emotionally they're tired spiritually they're just tired of what's going on in this world they're just tired man mm-hmm. tired of staying home how many people can relate to that i'm tired of being at home <laughs> tired of being on quarantine Ty- how many people are tired of zoom <laughs> i'm 
I am tired of Zoom. They call it Zoom fatigue, right? <laughs> People just tired of this. Mm -hmm. And that's why we need rest. But there's a place called rest for the people of God. And, and if we go down to, to, to um, chapter 4, it says in verse 3, For we which have believed do enter into that rest. Amen. Amen. So we enter into the rest. How? Through believing. Mm -hmm. And that's why, again, it's so critical that we don't underemphasize the the danger of unbelief. Don't right. Don't get comfortable with that. You know what I mean? I believe, but I, that man said, you know, didn't the man say, "Lord, I believe. Help me with my unbelief." Yeah. The key part is he said, "Help me with it." <laughs> he didn't say I believe but I also unbelieve so <laughs> you should understand he said help me with it <laughs> amen <laughs> because he even knew my unbelief is getting in the way right Right. so unbelief we need help with unbelief we need to get that out because we which have believed Hebrews 4 and 3 says enter into the rest, right? Enter into the rest. And so, again, if we go down to Hebrews 4 and 7, we continue going on. It says, again, he limits a certain day, saying in David, today, after so long a time, as it is said, today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Now, what's interesting about that phrase is that that's, that's the third time that that verse is quoted by the writer of Hebrews mm -hmm. here. Today, if you hear his voice, harden not your hearts, right? If you will hear his voice. And what's important there is, see, God was speaking through Moses back then. God is speaking through Jesus now. And the question is, will we hear him, right? And that's important that we understand that, right? The writer doesn't say, Today, if you hear his voice, I say that sometimes. I know others probably say that too. Today, if you hear his voice, that's really not, that doesn't even say that literally, but that's not what it means either. It's not like today, if you hear his voice, like there's a question as to whether or not today he's going to speak. Right. It says today, if you will hear his voice. Right. So the only question is whether you will hear, not whether he will speak. And whether you hear or not depends on a lot of things. Sometimes we talk about it all the time, not getting into our quiet place or being all the noise that's around us and letting that block out the still small voice of mm -hmm. God, mm -hmm. right? So the question becomes, will you hear? Yeah. Not, it's not whether he's speaking or not. You know, and, and, and see, here's the thing. When we're careful about so many things, that we're trying to do stuff and we're, we're, we're putting our hands to this, that, and the other thing because we don't know how things are going to turn out. We're just like Peter, who was on the Mount of Transfiguration with, with Jesus. The Jesus took James, Peter, and John, right? right? Peter, mm -hmm. James, and John up right. to the Mount of Transfiguration. And there he got transfigured and he was talking to Moses and to Elijah. And Peter saw them, and Peter is said, he just blurted out, Oh, it's good that we're here. 
<laughs> Let us build three tents. One for you, Jesus. One for Moses. One for Elijah. And the scripture said that they were so afraid. They were very afraid. And Mark even adds this. He said, Peter said that because he didn't know what to do. Yes. See, see, he didn't know what to do, so he just said some stuff. He didn't know what to say, so he just said some stuff, right? He, he, and he was afraid. And the minute he, so now he just wants to do some stuff. He just wants to say some stuff. He just wants to, uh, let's build some tents. <laughs> <laughs> and it said that the father spoke from heaven and said, this is my beloved son. Hear ye him. Yes. What was he saying? Ain't time for you to be building no tents. No time for you just blurting stuff out of your mouth. No time for you just to start doing stuff because you don't know what to do. Come on, somebody. A lot of us are just doing stuff because we don't know what to do. We're just saying stuff. We don't know. We just, we, we don't know what to do. And God says, listen, know what you need to do? You need to hear him. Today, if you will hear his voice. Yes. Then the key thing is harden not your heart. Don't have unbelief in it. Hear him. And that's what God said, God the Father said to Peter, and that's what he's saying to us. Hear him. Why? Because he's speaking and he's revealing. I'm using my son to today to reveal me to you. Yes. But you need to hear him, right? Not being about all this stuff, not being at unrest, but coming into a place called rest where you can come and know me. Because if you believe, Right? They that come to God must believe. If you're like Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego, you don't know how it's going to turn out, but you yet believe. Amen? Mm -hmm. If you're like Mary, you're not careful and anxious about stuff, then you will enter into that place called rest. Yes. Right? Peter wasn't in that place called rest because that's why he blurted out so much because I believe in the presence of Moses and the presence of, of Elijah and the presence of Jesus right there, he felt guilty, he felt ashamed, he felt afraid, right? Mm -hmm. And all those things have been taken away from us in Jesus. There's no need for us to feel guilty about anything. Mm -hmm. There's no need for us to feel ashamed about anything. There's no need for us, amen, to feel condemnation about anything. Why? Because Jesus has taken all that stuff away. Yes. You remember Joseph used to love to tell the story of how I walked into the plate glass window? <laughs> right. Yeah. He loved telling that story. <laughs> <laughs> that we were in the store. And I don't know. I just got disoriented. You know, because it was that's such a clear... Uh, it's like birds. You know how... I guess I know how birds feel. It's like the office building is so clear. The glass is so clear. And birds just fly into it. <laughs> <laughs> now I know how birds feel because the glass was so clear and so clean and it was looking out into the mall and I'm paying at the register and usually after you pay at the register you just go out the door I thought that was the door and I just walked straight into the glass <laughs> and Joseph used to love to tell that story but here's the thing I will tell you this at the time it happened and even up until now that's never made me ashamed <laughs> It just never had because it was funny. Yes, it was stupid and it was dumb. But you know what? So what? But that's the thing. But see, understand, that's how God wants us to be. Amen. Right? 
naked and unashamed. That's how it was originally in the Garden of Eden, mm-hmm. right? They were naked, mm-hmm. but they were unashamed. They were exposed, but they were unashamed. And here's the thing. God wants us to be, you know, through Jesus, he says, listen, I've taken away all that. I've mm-hmm. taken away guilt. I've taken away shame. Some of the things that you've done yesterday, they're gone. Forget those things that are behind. They're covered in the blood. Yeah. Right? They're covered in the blood. And some of those things are keeping people of God from resting today. Yes. Because they're concerned about something that happened yesterday. They're concerned about a failure from the past. They're concerned about a betrayal and a hurt from the past. And and if and if you're listening to his voice, he's letting you know I'm revealing myself through through Jesus. And you know the oh, glory to God. It's in Hebrews too. Verse Hebrews 2 and 14, it says, The children are part, he says, For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise, Jesus, took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil. And watch this, and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. See, see, guilt and shame and, and, and defeat and condemnation are all tools of bondage that Satan is trying to keep the people of God in and keep you out of the rest. So if you're guilty, if you're ashamed, if you feel condemned, right, you know what you do? You try so hard to be a good little Christian. Now you're trying to, you know, oh, I, I prayed today. I did my devotional today. I, I gave $10 to the mission today. I did this. And you're so concerned. You're like, Peter, I want to build some tents. God is saying, you need to build some tents. Don't build any tents. You just need to hear my voice. Today, if you hear his voice, right? Because we've been delivered from these things. And Satan is working overtime trying to get us back into this because he wants us in a state of unrest. Whereas God has called us to a place called rest. Yes, yes. Right? And that's not a place of inactivity, but it's a place of contentment. It's a place of joy. It's a a place of satisfaction. And yeah, that place of rest is in your heavenly home, but it's also something that, that can affect you here on earth if you have the right perspective on it, right? Amen. There's a place called rest. And God has that for us. Amen. And he's given it to us through Jesus. And Satan is trying to get you and pull you out of that place of rest. Trying to get you to be worried. Trying to get you to be anxious. Trying to get you to be careful about many things. And you need to be like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I ain't even careful to answer you about this. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Why? Because I'm at rest in God. Amen. So God has a place of rest for us, amen. And you know what that place of rest is? If you look in, in, in Hebrews 4 and 9, it says, There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. Why is this so important? Watch this. For he that is entered into his rest. For he that is entered into his rest. He also has what? Ceased from what? His own work. See, we're not just trying to do it on our own. Right. 
Jesus says, come unto me, all ye who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me by meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And in the message version, he says, walk with me, work with me, watch how I do it. So when you enter into the rest, it's not that you stop working. The rest is not, ah, I ain't got nothing to do that. No, it's not inactivity. Right. It's you cease from your own work. And now, as Jesus said, walk with me, work with me. Now you're working with God, right? You're not departed from him. You're working with him. And you and God working together means you do all that you can do. And you leave the rest unto God. Mm -hmm. Amen. And now you ain't fretting and, 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 and worrying and anxious about things because you've entered into a place where you know I'm walking with Jesus. I'm working with Jesus. I'm going to do what he tells me to do. That's my part. And the remainder is on him. Yes. Glory to God. And that just puts you in a different place. It's a place called rest. Amen. Amen. I'm going to get some rest today, too. <laughs> Amen. The writer said today, when you hear his voice, heart, not your heart. Today, we need to start getting rest. And it also says that we need to encourage one another in this. So I need to encourage you. You need to encourage me. We need to encourage each other to enter into this place called rest. Yeah. And don't do it in condemnation. Don't tell people, stop worrying. No, just tell them there's a place called rest. Mm -hmm. God has a place of rest for you where you can cease from your own work. Right? Yeah. Right? It's not all on you. There was a movie, right? A girly movie called Waiting to Exhale. Yes. Right? Waiting to Exhale. And it seemed like a lot of women related to that movie really well. Um, I'm not sure why. I'm not getting all deep into it. I'm not a movie critic or nothing, but it's that's that's interesting that that women related to that because it's almost like I guess women were saying that's what I need. I need to exhale, right? Mm -hmm. Let me tell you something. Do you know if you really wait to exhale, you gonna die? <laughs> I can't. Do you understand that? But but under, but why am I saying that? Because many times when the enemy has us running to and fro and he has our mind, he tries to get our mind going to and fro. Mm -hmm. He's trying to get us in a state of restlessness. Yeah. And when you're restless, sometimes you also get breathless, right? It's proven that we don't know how to breathe. Yeah. <laughs> many of us don't know how to breathe. We breathe shallow, mm -hmm. right? But 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 really, we're supposed to breathe deeply and exhale deeply. Why? Because you breathe in oxygen, which you need to nourish your organs. But you need to breathe out carbon dioxide right. and all those toxins. And you know what's funny about breathing? Is that, you know when they tell you, you go to the doctor and say, take a deep breath in? What do you do? What goes in? <gasps> your stomach. Mm-hmm. And your lungs fill up. Fill up. But when right. you breathe out, you know what happens to your stomach? It relaxes. Mm -hmm. And people who aren't breathing out enough, they're not relaxing enough. Wow. That's why people who don't breathe out are stressed out. 
Because when you breathe out, your diaphragm actually relaxes and your lungs push out all the toxic gases and carbon dioxide and all that out of your body. You say, well, there's no science class. No, it's not a science class, but it's something that it explains why people are stressed out. Right. You're, you're not breathing in and out. You're not relaxed, right? You're not at a place of where you're resting, right, and getting rid of those things. Mm -hmm. And the devil wants you in that place where you're doing a lot of shallow breathing or you're waiting to exhale. Forget all that. Come into a place called rest, where you can breathe in the goodness of God and breathe out all those things that are trying to trouble you, trying to stress you out, them toxins that are trying to poison you, you know what I mean? Bitterness and all those things. Breathe them out. Amen. Yeah. Breathe all that stuff out. Amen. Amen. Get to that place called rest. Because that's what God has for us. Amen. And so we need to encourage each other, right? We need to encourage each other. There's a place called rest. And it's, you know, it's not one of those things where we say, you know what, that's a good idea. I'm going to start doing that. And it's going to happen someday down the road. When should it happen? Today. Today. Amen. Mm -hmm. Why? Because today you've already heard his voice. Right. <laughs> Amen. Mm -hmm. And he's telling you, Come into this place called rest where you can cease from your own works and we can work together, right? And you can have the life that God wants you to have. Amen. Amen. It's not going to come through our own works. So we're going to begin that process today. Amen. Amen. I'm going to encourage you. You're going to encourage me. We're going to encourage each other to enter into the rest, a place called rest. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. See, I know a Christian knows about this science stuff. Yeah. Amen. I know when I was, when I, I've been learning how to swim. And one of the things they tell you is that, you know, when you're doing the freestyle, your face has to be in the water. And they say, listen, when your face is in the water, you got to breathe. And it seems so weird that you got to breathe. But really they're saying you got to exhale. You got to exhale that stuff out. Because if you don't exhale out, you get all that carbon dioxide in you. You keep carbon dioxide in your body, and it causes your muscles to fatigue. Yeah. So many people are tired today, and they think, I'm tired. I didn't even do anything. Yeah, you're not breathing right. Mm -hmm. It could be that. I'm not saying that's the only thing. But that can cause you to be fatigued. It can yeah. cause you to be stressed out. Amen. You get into a place of rest. You breathe in and out deeply. Amen. <sighs> the goodness of God. Let's pray today. Father, we bless your holy yes, name. Father. Glory to God. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your for the word that you've spoken yes, unto Father. us today. Father, you said, there remaineth a rest unto the people of God. There is a place called rest yes. that you have for your people. And Father, it's a place that we can enter into through believing. And so, Father God, I'm praying today, God, that uh, you will help all of us, oh God, who yes, believe Lord, and yet you, may Jesus. have some unbelief. Uh, that father of that young boy said, help me with my unbelief. And so, yes, Father, if there's anyone God. that has any unbelief, I pray that you will help them today in the name of Jesus name Christ of Jesus, to overcome yes. that unbelief, that they may enter, glory to God, into your rest, a place where they can cease from their own labors 
and join forces with the Lord Jesus Christ to live the life that you have for them in this earth. Glory yes. to God. It's a life of victory. It's a life of, of strength. It's a life of faith. It's a, it's a life of abundance. And Father, yes. I just thank, thank you for you, it in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you for the word. Let this word continue, oh God, to, to just uh, be in our hearts and our minds, oh yes, God. Let God. us meditate on it in the name of Jesus. Let the spirit of God give us even deeper revelation on it. But most of all, God, on this day, today, let us begin walking it out, oh God, yes. that we, Father God, can experience your rest and, Father God, cease from our own works. And, Father, we give you praise and thanks in the name of Jesus. Father, I ask you right now to be with those, oh God, who feel as if they are alone. Yes. Father, let them know, oh God, that when their father or mother forsake them, then the Lord will take them up. That God, that you will always be there for them. And you're there even right now. Reveal yourself unto them, O oh God. Give them a blessed assurance yes. of knowing, God, that they are not alone. That the devil is a liar. And that, Father God, you are with them. Father, show, your, show them your glory on today. And, Father God, as you do that, I just praise your name for it in the name yes, of Jesus Father. Christ. Now, God, we turn everything over to you and we uh, go about the rest of our day. Continue to lead us and guide us by your Spirit. And, Father, we will continue to bless your holy name. For as the Bible says, the Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting. And yes. his truth you, endures to all generations. Father, yes. we bless you and we praise you now. In Jesus', In Jesus name. name. Amen. 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 <laughs> praise the Lord. Amen. I'm getting some rest today. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, that's it, right? We'll see yep. them next time on Wednesday. We might be at our secret location. <laughs> Remember, amen, for love. $50. Glory to God. We'll reveal it to you. Amen. We're just jockeying. Amen. But we'll see you next time. Enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy the rest of the weekend.